We're chatting now with Tim, Tim Landy in studio as always for our hiking feature. Tim and I, of course, just met. Looking forward to our conversation. Evening, Tim. Good evening. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Hiking, hiking is a thing. And this, as I've seen in Joburg, I've, I've, I've also experienced here, it's really become such a, such a, a popular activity. It has. And funny you should mention with Joburg, we, um, a couple of months ago had to have 702 connected with 567. Yeah. And, uh, the lines have never been so busy. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in Joburg wanted to talk about, about hiking, which was fantastic. Absolutely. It's, it, it's accessible. Anybody can really do it. But of course, there are some very real issues and, 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 and serious things that people need to pay attention to. Yeah. So, yeah, we normally Kuketsa and myself do the rescue recap. Yep. Um, and I'm happy to report that this week there's been nothing. Um, which is a huge relief because we 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 are probably four or five weeks out of the whole year. We we have a whole week goes by where there's nothing, which is mm. exactly the way we want it. Mm. Um, so the idea behind the the rescue recap is just to bring awareness to people of how dangerous the mountains are um, or can be um, if if you're not paying attention. So um, generally, everyone has a good time and enjoys themselves, but. Um, the idea is just to make people aware of, of, of don't take it for granted. Um, yeah. Mother Nature can bite quite badly sometimes. Yeah, yeah, s- certainly. And often in, in your experience, Tim, I mean, if, if people are out on just popular, popular routes, mm. do you generally find that you, you experience less of, of the rescues because it's popular, perhaps just greater safety, safety measures? Totally the opposite. The, mm. It's the popular routes that are the ones that are the biggest calls. Um, Platyclip is is by far the busiest mm. um, in season. Um, out of season, I'd say probably Lion's Head is is probably the busiest. It sort of maintains its busyness. Um, people want to go up for sunrise. Sure. They want to go up for sunset. They want to come down barefoot. Uh, no headlamp. Not enough water. Mm. Um, People get into a hurry. They want to get down because the crowd's too much. So they, they, they tend to um, run into problems like that. So yeah, the, the, the quieter routes are, are the ones that we, we really don't see a lot of, um, problems with. Mm-hmm. Um, but the well known ones are the ones that attract the people who are not necessarily hikers. Uh-huh. Um, so they, they like the idea of being going to go up the mountain. And of course they'll go up ill prepared and, Hypothermia can set in, dehydration is another one, sprained ankles, because their bodies are not used to um, sort of tackling um, challenges like platyclip. And it is, right. platyclip can be a challenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, people people don't don't really, are not too aware of how dangerous it actually can be um, and, and don't prepare properly for it. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully by doing what we do with this show, we, we let people know. Um, and, and sort of just remind them that when you go out there, you need to you need to be paying attention and, and prepare properly. Yeah, take care of yourself. Absolutely. This week we're talking about uh, the pipe track hike. Yeah. So just before we get onto that, we do the safety recap as well, okay, um, which yeah. is also quite important because obviously with with the muggings and stuff that have happened on the mountain recently, that's right. Um, we're just trying to let people know that. Things are happening. I'm, I'm glad to say that, that things are still happening. Um, it's obviously not one of those things that happens overnight mm. um, because you've got to get all the different agencies together to work together and to um, 
you know, tackle areas that need need the attention because the mountains in the Cape Peninsula is a huge area to to cover. Mm. So mm. it helps um, when when you get all of them around the table and come up with a with a strategy and a plan. Um, and and, and t- tell us a bit who's involved. So the the people that are involved at the moment, who are sitting at the table at the moment, are uh, uh, South African police, mm-hmm. um, sandparks, um, law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mountain Club South Africa um, are there as well. Um, just different hiking groups. Um, yeah, just just the sort of big main role players that that represent certain, you know, like the cyclists. Because it's not just hikers that are using those mountains. Mm-hmm. It's runners. It's and and I think if we all work together, it'll make a big difference. Who should be around the table and is not currently? I think at the moment everybody who. Who needs to be there is there, mm-hmm. um, and I think as it grows, it may include more people that that need to be there. But at this point, I think it's at the early stages. So I don't think um, bringing in people that are of of bigger influence um, would necessarily um, be of any help at this point, um, because we need to put a structure and a strategy together as to the way forward and how all the agencies are going to work together and how the public need to work as well. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the the common thing is that people constantly say, well, the, the law enforcement are doing nothing. Well, at the end of the day, we're the ones on the mountain. And I think we need to play a part as well in, in keeping ourselves safe and because we're the ones that are using the mountain. So mm. we can't, unfortunately, just leave it up to the authorities to deal with because they've got all sorts of other things to deal with within the city. Yeah. Um, and obviously many, many other things um, that are way more pressing Um so yeah, it, it's it's a work in progress. It, it, it's looking positive for the first time. We've been, I've been sort of involved in it on and off for the last couple of years, mm. um, and I think yeah, it, it's now finally starting to actually bear fruit, which is which is great news. So. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, we hope we can get uh, some feedback as well. Once once uh, you know hikers can also start feeling the change as well, but also. Yeah. For suggestions, right? Absolutely. There may be somebody listening to us and saying, I, I have some thoughts. This is what I've seen. Yeah. Are you, do, do you actually get that kind of feedback? We do from time to time. Um, and we do listen to, to the people that, that have got suggestions. Um, look, at this point, it's a very difficult topic because how do you police a mountain? Mm. Um, especially one like Table Mountain where there's just so many different entries and exits. That these guys are getting in, attacking, and getting out, and, and we don't know where they're getting out. Um, and they clearly know the mountains well. They know they've got a plan in place. And so our our plan is to disrupt that plan and make sure that people feel safe again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I think over time it will it'll definitely start to to work. Um, there is Hikers Paradise have also got hikes um, which they're calling Take Back Our Mountains and or T Bomb. And so they're going into the hotspot areas where, where there have been attacks to let these guys know it's not okay what they're doing. Mm, mm. So, it, it, look, it's working. I think it's awareness is definitely one of those things that we have to, to bring to the table. Sure, certainly. Tim's in studio with us. We're talking hiking and uh, perhaps some suggestions for you as well on what you're, you're planning to do over the long weekend or some thoughts uh, on, on, on the safety um, aspects of it as well. 021-446-0567 is where you can reach us. All right, let's jump straight to it now, the pipe track hike. 
Yeah, so the pipe track hike, if for people who don't know where it is, it starts at Cloth Neck um, and it ends at Slung Uli Ravine, mm-hmm. which is along the Twelve Apostles. So it's above Camps Bay. So for most of the way, you're walking above Camps Bay, um, and it, fold, it, it follows, or it actually walks on the on the pipe track most of the way. Um, that so the, the route that you're on is actually where they actually dug the the trench. Mm. Um, in 1887, I think they started work, and they put that pipeline in, which was to supply water for Cape Town, which seems a bit ironic. <laughs> <laughs> Given the situation, <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that we had a water crisis over 100 years ago, and look at us now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the route walks along along that, along that the the pipe track itself, and there are places where the pipe will cross a ravine and you'll see the, the pipe itself. And uh-huh. there, there are times where the traffic has got so much on the route that the soil has sort of gone down and you can actually, the, the pipe is exposed now as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, no, it's just a piece of history and it's a, it's a lovely walk because it's not a particularly strenuous walk. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so anybody can do it. You don't necessarily need to be super ultra fit. Yeah, I think that's the nice thing about it is that it. Uh, for the most part, it's on the flat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say kids from about 10 years old up to people who are regular fit hikers in their 70s, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they can they can go and do the walk. What's the distance? It's 10 kilometers. Okay. And it's and it's a there and back. So you walk from Klofnik to Slangwili Ravine, and then you turn around after you've had a bit of a snack and checked the view out and yeah. enjoyed yourself, and then... And then you head back exactly on the same path that you that you set out on. Some of the things perhaps you should look out for while on this hike. Um, yeah, so things that you should should take with you um, and, and and be aware of is um, sunscreen um, because after in, in summertime after about half past eight, the most of the route is actually in the sun, and I've done it sort of late or mid mid to late morning and it can actually become quite unpleasant because it, there, there's no there's very little shade mm. um, so it can make the the 10 kilometers feel like 20 kilometers mm. um, and then in winter um, yeah it's just you you've just got to be aware of of uh, the slippery rocks and stuff like that mm. Mm. and and does, does the does the track lead to other routes yeah, it does. It, it basically they're routes that that come off um, the pipe track, and the majority of the routes I would the majority of the routes I would say if you are a seasoned hiker, definitely take them. Mm. Um, if you're a novice, I wouldn't attempt them because they all go straight up the mountain. Um, the f- the first one, which is closed and is an absolute no no, is Blankvato. The reason it's closed is because of the terrain; it's just too steep. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a rescue there a couple of years ago. Where a rock came down and hit a couple of people, Oof. and when I'm saying a rock, I'm saying like the size of a duffel bag. Goodness! Um, so they had to be airlifted out of there in very, very bad conditions. So it's closed not because sandparks are trying to be mean to us and and controlling; they're doing it for our safety mm. um, because the the route is just too dangerous for for us. You know, you can be an expert and go up there. Um, when a rock comes down, it doesn't pick who it's going to hit. Yeah. <laughs> it just comes down. So, yeah, so Blingfarter closed off. And then the next one along is Diagonal, which leads on to Porcupine. And again, I would say if you are a, uh, an experienced hiker, definitely go for it and, and, and do that route. But don't don't attempt it if you don't 
have somebody who's already done it before um, because it can be a very, very tricky um, route itself. Um, and if you don't know the, the, the route well enough, it's quite easy to get lost. Mm. The next one along would be Castile's Port, which is probably one of my favorite ways to get up Table Mountain. Um, I often lead um, tourists up there and I take them up to the cable station that takes about three and a half hours from from Camps Bay. Mm-hmm. And then further along, you've got heading towards the Landadna side, uh, you've got uh, Woody Ravine, which I always say is one of the fastest ways to get off the mountain um, because it is quite steep. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, to me, it just feels a lot shorter than the rest, um, purely because you're just going straight down. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it destroys your legs. <laughs> 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 you, you definitely know all about it by the time you get to the pipe track. Yeah. Um, and then there are a couple of others which I'm not going to even mention the names because they're just you've got to be I haven't done some of them because they're actually very very tricky mm-hmm. um, routes and then you get Slung Oily um, and Slung Oily the name there, there's all sorts of theories as to how it got its name oh yeah which one I, I'm not sure which one is the right one but um, Slung Oily is obviously snake oil but yeah. I've never seen a snake and I've never seen any oil in there so I'm not quite sure how how it got its name, but there's there's all sorts of theories about how it. <laughs> what are some of these theories? I'm, I'm not interested in. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, and so Slung Early is basically where Woodhead Tunnel, which they built in 1887 to 1891, which was a continuation of the pipe because they obviously built the pipe all the way along and then hit hit the mountain, they had to go through the mountain. Mm. So that tunnel's still there to this day, but on the Slung Early side, you can't. As a child, I was able to go on a very rickety old staircase, um, which was made out of wooden planks and, and, and steel girders. But that's all rusted and rotted away, so you can't mm. actually access the the Slung Early side of the tunnel any longer. Um, mm. It's just too dangerous. So that area has also now been closed off mm-hmm. um, and there was a rescue there a while back as well where people had attempted to go up or come down got stuck halfway up or halfway down the ground is just very very unstable mm-hmm. um, and the terrain i did it once when i was a kid with my father and just i just remember it being very very unstable um so it's not a yeah i mean there's signs everywhere just saying don't rather don't do it mm-hmm. um yeah and then you so you you make your way back um, to, to the beginning, and then there, there's there's another route as well. If you if you're not up for the whole sort of Clough Neck three hour hike, ten kilometres, you can actually go to Teresa Avenue in Camps Bay, and you can hike up to the pipe track from from the um, from Teresa Avenue, mm-hmm. which is a, a road which they they still use to this day um, to get vehicles in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a much shorter route. That's probably about an hour and a half, hour and forty-five minutes there and back. So it's a much, much more gentle, yeah, gentle walk. Chatting to Tim this evening, we talk about the pipe track uh, hike at uh, eleven to go to the top of the hour. Long weekend. Have you any hikes planned? Tell us a bit about it. Oh two one four four six oh five six seven. We have had uh, some. Wonderful and not so wonderful weather as well. Mm. Just uh, just yesterday, um, yeah. it is it is predicted as well that it'll continue throughout the weekend. 
certainly will 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 it will impact what people yeah. are planning. No, exactly. And I mean, when I was driving today, I looked up um, above Newlands and loads of waterfalls. Yeah, which is fantastic to see. I mean, we so badly need <laughs> the water, oh, yeah. um, but it is it, it brings its own challenges. So people must just be just be careful and um, sure-footed. I think is probably the best best way to put it. And um, rather don't go into areas that are flooded or mm. or, or super wet. Um, one of the routes I definitely say people should rather try and avoid is Skeleton Gorge. You know, when it's rained like this, the the, the river comes down in flood, um, and the the wooden steps the, there's five ladders that you climb up, which are quite vertical. I mean, they're, they're quite steep, um, and the wood because it's in a forest, that wood gets very very slippery. Um, because the moss sort of grows on it, or the algae grows on on the wood, so it, I find, yeah, there's, there's always potential for you if you're going to climb those ladders. Just make very sure that um, you've got at least three points on that ladder at one time, mm, mm. because it is very very slippery. And if you're going to attempt it, rather go up it, don't come down it. Sure, coming down is is way more tricky than than trying to go up it. Claire's on the line from Fishhook and uh, well, wants to talk about slang early. Hello, Claire. Hello. Um, yeah, Tim. Yes, Claire. I, I, you know, I grew up from very little walking that pipe track, cheap as we walked it often, the whole family. But my dad always called it slanguri, pronouncing the G. Okay. But that's... Slang, uh, slang you, uli is spelled with the G is slang. Um, the G is is silent, and then uli yeah. is O L I E. Yes, now I know how it's spelled, but what I'm saying is, he pronounced it, pronounced the G slanguli, and I I seem to remember him saying it's a name that comes from elsewhere. Um, and you know, you're the first person I've ever heard calling it slanguli, and I thought slanguli, <laughs> you know. Snake oil, what? <laughs> um, but, uh, but now it's it's worrying me because my dad knew all these things so well, and where did he get the idea it was slanguli? But I never heard it to- said any other way. Yeah, um, look, I mean, it's such a tricky one because I, you know, with uh, with this mystery around the name and how it got its name, mm-hmm. um, maybe it is slang slanguli. I mean, I, I I wouldn't even know what a slanguli is. <laughs> No, but I think it's it, I think it's someone's name. You see, I think it maybe comes from another country. I don't know. Have you ever heard it pronounced that way? I have, um, but but in terms of when you look at it from an Afrikaans language point of view, that that would make more sense. Um, but the snake no. oil doesn't make sense to me. That's that's the one thing. No, it doesn't. It but doesn't. I've I've heard stories as to how it got its name. There was a German guy who was working on the pipeline that couldn't pronounce something, um, oh. and and they the, the workers made fun. I mean, I, I'm getting the story oh, so yes, wrong, well, but it, it, it was something yeah. around that he couldn't pronounce it properly, and then they they sort of nicknamed it slung early because it sounded like he was saying slung early. Well, perhaps, perhaps it was Slanguli, yeah. and he pronounced it Slanguli, and it, oh, it went from there. Yes, I can. No, I was just interested because you said there's some doubt about the name. Yeah, and I mean the and, other uh, the other name that I would love to, and I've never been able to find the the real um, uh, history of it, is Skeleton Gorge. As to yeah. uh, what skeleton? Where? Like, 
I, I, well, I suppose did somebody... Did they find bones? Uh, you know, or? I think somebody found a skeleton there and it just got its name from that. Yeah. You know how places do. Yes, know, yes. Especially with the first people that go there, they've got no name for it, but they, uh, it's the one with the skeleton, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. I often thought about that, but I just assumed it was always that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it is interesting, and I mean, where could one go to find the history of these names? Um, my father tried, and and he did have some f- success on on some of the names, but I know that mm-hmm. Slanguli Slanguli was one of those that he never was able to pin down. Yeah, yeah. And skeletons, well, just, skeletons, another just one. So, just so been with me all my life, you know. Yes. I sort of did a double take when I heard you say slung uli. <laughs> okay, yes, I, I wouldn't like to say how many times we've walked that cheapest. Yeah, no, it's a good route. Since we were very small. Mm. Brilliant. Claire, we'll leave it there. Thank you for your call. Claire on the line there from Fishhook. Five to the top. Uh, we'll wrap it up uh, on the other side with Tim. More details about uh, that hiking Facebook page. And of course, uh, how you can get involved if you're intrigued. Cape Talk. Cape Talk. WhatsApp us now on 072 567 1567. Wrapping it up with Tim this week. Tim, you are doing an inter- a fun hike this weekend. Yeah, it's a, a walk um, that I do with my hiking group, um, which is on Facebook. And if people want to join, it's Tim at Cape Town Hiking. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they can... Um, oh, sorry, Cape Town Hiking with Tim Lundy. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they, they just go in there and join, and then they can see... Um, what what hike we're doing so we're actually doing judas cave um in heart bay Mm -hmm. which i haven't done for about four or five years so i think it's it's time (laughs) (laughs) well we'll, we'll imagine it'll be special after such a long time no it will be it'll definitely be and i'm taking my daughter up with with me which will also be quite special for her because it'll be a first first time for her to be good brilliant brilliant all right tim thank you so much this is fascinating i'll certainly check it out yeah. To this place, never really hiked before, so I'm, I'm <laughs> quite interested. I, t- I tell you that much. Brilliant stuff, Tim. Thank you so much uh, for for coming in as always. Cool, thank you, Tim Lundy, and uh, all of those details we will share with you on social media.